Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are coming toward the close of an amazing series called The Message to the Hebrews and also to us. If you missed any in the series, go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You can watch the entire series. It's so amazing, and it's all about Jesus. And for this series, which is really focusing on Jesus in the message to the Hebrews, we have a special gift for you. I just want to remind you before I forget, go to hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift. We've got a resource about the life and teachings of Jesus, either an audiobook or a PDF, so you can learn more and more about Jesus, our awesome Savior. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School. We're glad you're with us today. And welcome to our team. Good to be together again. What a great team. Look at this team. And I'm excited because one of our team members, Jason, is going to be teaching today. Jason, always enjoy hearing you lead in our Bible study. I'm also excited because some of our members are able to join us remotely. I want to welcome Rodney in Toronto. Rodney, good to see you. Puya from Hawaii. Puya, good to see you again today. And Sumiso from Maryland. Sumiso, always good to have you with us on our study. And we're glad you're with us too because you are an important part of our family. You know, people write and say, when, Derek, when you ask a question, or Jason, when you ask a question today, I raise my hand. <laughs> They're involved wanting to be a part of this interactive study. We're also happy when you write to us because it lets us know how God is using this ministry to impact lives. Arkansh writes from Boston in Massachusetts, though originally he's from Haiti. He says, 10 years ago, when I discovered Hope Sabbath School, I shared it with all my friends on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> Hope Sabbath School was a source of satisfaction and comfort for me, especially when I felt alone in my apartment and thought about my wife I had left pregnant in Haiti. Oh. So separated from his sweetheart who was expecting their first child. But thank God, six years ago, my wife and my two daughters came and they're now living with me in Boston. Yeah. You can just hear the joy. Yes. Now we're watching Hope Sabbath School together. Yes. Please keep up the good work and rest in Christ. May God bless you all and I will see you in the kingdom. Archives, <laughs> thanks for writing to us from uh, Massachusetts. By the way, I looked up Archangel in French means Archangel. That's quite a, a name to be, to be given uh, by your parents. Wanda Garrison writes to us on our Facebook. By the way, if you don't follow us on Facebook, we have by last check 180,000 following us on our Facebook page. And Wanda's one of them with her husband. She said, my husband and I watch Hope Sabbath School every Friday evening. Never miss it if we can help it. We'd love to see the whole panel back, but we do appreciate bringing others in remotely. Well, you'll be happy, Wanda, that we've got some remote team members with us. God bless the Lord's messages in this day. May he come soon. I'm 88 and my husband's 86. Uh -huh. That is a combined age of 174. <laughs> and we're just so glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family, Wanda. Thanks for writing to us from uh, Facebook from Idaho. A handwritten note. We get these every once in a while. And I want to thank the donor that wrote to us from Iowa. Iowa. And uh, says, hello, Hope Sabbath School. Hello. Here's the wave. 
I thank God for your program. It's helped me to understand the Bible more. I know almost every team member. <laughs> Even though I haven't met you personally, I feel like I know you personally from your discussions and your personal testimonies. I've written before, and my uh, email has been aired in one of your programs, but this time I'm writing to show my gratitude to you for all making this program available to people around the world before the soon coming of Jesus. Mm. As a token of my gratitude, I'm including a gift to help in the work of Hope Sabbath School. I struggled on the amount to give for a while, but the Holy Spirit impressed me on the amount. Thank you, donor in Iowa, and a gift of $500 Amen. to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. You know, this is all a miracle of God, isn't it? But we're glad that you can be a part. Yes, it's a donor-supported ministry. You can either go to our website or you can go to hopetv.org slash donate and say, I want to be a part of this impact movement God's using to bless lives around the world. Thank you so much, donor in Iowa. Well, Isaac writes from Zambia. We get a lot of emails from Zambia, don't we? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the new president-elect of Zambia watches Hope Sabbath School. Wow. So I'm really thankful for that. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Hello. I've been watching Hope Sabbath School since 2010. Now notice this. I'm going to turn, never do this, and look at our media team over there because Isaac says, may God bless everyone, including the technical team behind the cameras okay. and the production team because we normally forget those people and the work they do with lots of love, Isaac. Well, Isaac, thanks for remembering our media team. You are right. They're a crucial part of what God's doing. One last note from Bernardino in Mozambique. Mm. Bernardino writes and says, Hello, people of God. Actually, oh. if it's Bernardino, it might be, Hello, people of God. I hope you're in good health. I'm watching the program already for two weeks, and it's helping me improve my English. Amen. Oh, wow. okay. This lesson is really wonderful. May God bless you all. Amen. 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 Well, Bernardino from Mozambique, we're glad. We just launched a Hope Channel Mozambique. Mm -hmm. Yes, called Novo Tempo Mozambique. Amen. And we're just glad that we've got Hope Sabbath School members there in your precious country. Right now, we need all of you to help us. We're singing a 3,000-year-old scripture song taken from Psalm 103, word for word. I thank my wife for putting a tune to it. So we can sing it together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Let's sing together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Bless His holy name, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. 
and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Bless his holy name. Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercy? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy I am looking forward to our study today. Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jason, thanks for leading us in prayer as we start our study. Please bow your heads as I pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, today as we open your word, help us to understand who you are and what you are doing in our lives through faith. Thank you for your sacrifice and help that the lesson we study today will be made practical in our lives and all those watching now. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 As we've been looking here through the book of Hebrews, we've come to the conclusion that the center of it is all about Jesus. Jesus. Yes. And today we're looking at this idea of Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith. So apparently something about our relationship with Jesus has an expression in faith. But before we get into the lesson, I want us to think about something in the title there. It says Jesus is the author. And so someone here on the team, when you hear the word author, what comes to mind? What do you think of when you think of an author, Joshua? I, I think of a book like, or a story that is written. All right, a book or a story that is written, Nisha. And it originates. That's the person from whom it, it, the thing originates. The th person from whom the thing originates, Sabina. I'm thinking along those same lines, a creator, the one that originates something. A creator, Rodney. The starter or Genesis. Starter or Genesis. All right, good job. And as we think of this, let's see how Jesus is the starter or Genesis of our faith, the originator of our faith, the creator of our faith. Mm -hmm. And I would like to ask Sabina if you could start our lesson. We're here in Hebrews, and if you could go to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 and 36, and then also read in the next chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2 and 6. All those verses, if you could start us there, we're going to talk about this idea of faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 34 and 30, 35 and 36 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And I'm also going to read chapter 11, verses 1, 2, and 6. And the word says, 
Now, fa faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 6, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. All right. Thank you, Sabina. So we see their discussion about faith. Nancy, what are some things you learned there uh, in chapter 10 and chapter 11 that tell us here about faith and maybe this idea of faith in Jesus? Well, I love how it says the evidence of things not seen um, because evidence sounds like it's already happened. It's, it's in the bag, you know, and um, but when I think about faith, I think it's almost like trust. I think you can use them interchangeably almost. And um, when I think of faith, it has all everything to do with the person in whom I have faith. Um, mm -hmm. If it's God I'm talking about, I, I know it's gonna happen. I trust him. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's why um, we can say that it's the evidence of things not seen. Yes, there's that word confidence there. Joshua, you're nodding your head here. I was agreeing with Nancy. Yeah, I, I appreciated what she said. Yes, Nisha. Um, so there are a few other elements uh, I will add on to what Nancy said. One, uh, it talks about some element of it needs endurance. That, that uh, it, it yeah. seems to come out to me. There's also an element of faith that pleases God. Um, uh, and, so, um, and there's all, also an element of what pleases God that is our belief, um, that he will reward those who have faith. All right, yes, he will reward those who have faith. Sabina. I also like verse 2, um, chapter 11, when it says that by faith, the elders obtain a good testimony. So it's saying that the testimony was not their own without help. It was needed faith. In, as we were saying, faith is originated in God. So because of God in, in their work, in their lives, they had a good testimony. Yes. Amen. We're going to go back to chapter 10 because... Uh, the author of Hebrews is actually quoting something that may have a connection for us today. And Nicole, I'd like to ask if you could read for us Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37 and 38. And as she reads, think about where you might have heard this before in the scriptures. So the New International Version says, For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. Mm -hmm. All right, a righteous will live by faith. Does anyone know uh, what book of the Bible is being quoted here? Mm, Nisha. Uh, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, okay. And uh, what is the story of Habakkuk? When, when did Habakkuk live? Uh, what time period was he in Joshua? the specific time period. What do you know about Habakkuk? Oh yeah, he was one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. All right, the minor prophets. And so the minor prophets were right there. This is at a very, shall we say, difficult time in uh, the history of God's people. Habakkuk was a prophet right about the time that Jerusalem was being taken over and destroyed. And yet he has this fascinating message about the just shall live by faith and he who's coming is faithful. Is there any connection 
the message in Habakkuk, the message to the Hebrews, and this message for us today. Is there any connection to that for us today, Joshua? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's just as you said, the just shall live by faith. I think it's very natural in our world today for us to trust what we see, but when we trust not only in God who we cannot see, but then also in His timing in a future and a plan that He has for us that we still do not see, uh, we need a tremendous amount of faith. Exactly. Sabina. And in association to the story of Habakkuk, not only the things that you are seeing may be not exactly what you hope for, it can happen that the things that are taking place go in the right opposite side of what you were hoping for, which makes it even harder. In their case, they were just falling into judgment in the hands of Judah, and so that Judah was falling you know, in judgment. So I think that it's very important that you are going to keep your faith independently of the circumstances around you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Derek. You know, while I'm listening to this, this discussion, <coughs> and obviously faith is really important, I'm so thankful that faith is actually a gift of God. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that God takes no pleasure in people who, who act faithless is He's given us the gift of faith. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I think I'd be discouraged. I think, well, maybe a few super faith people will make mm -hmm. it. But actually, even faith is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Because what we've heard through this whole book is God is doing everything that is necessary mm -hmm. so that we can be saved. Amen. And let's talk about that. Uh, Pastor Derek said that faith is a gift from God. We know from Romans that we've all been given a measure of faith, but I want to ask how that can become practical. We have this measure of faith, but is that it? Or is there a way we can nurture this faith? We can exercise this faith? Joshua, how can we nurture the faith that we've been given? Oh, uh, well, as the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I, that's definitely the number one way. And then also experiences that we have in life. I wouldn't recommend that anyone do anything, you know, wildly radical. But I think that we should uh, really embrace experiences that can increase our faith. Mm. Nisha. I would also say that uh, having a community of believers or having f friends who are um, of faith is also really important because uh, when our faith is waning, you can certainly uh, lean on them. Hmm. Amen. Nicole? I think it's also important for us to pray and make sure that we are asking for um, the faith that we need to be able to um, withstand whatever what comes our way. Because I think that sometimes we get caught up in our own strength. And I think if we forget to really say, Lord, mm -hmm. help me to be ready for what you have for me, mm -hmm. that really helps our faith to improve mm -hmm. also. Yes. Pastor Derek? I want to just affirm what Nicole said. And as a father, I have two sons. I can relate to that father in Matthew in Mark 9, right, mm -hmm. who said, Lord, I believe, help me to believe more. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, uh, and it's kind of part of, of uh, letting that faith grow in the testing time, mm -hmm. but God is not looking for me to fail. Mm -hmm. right. no, if if I'm like, Lord, I need you to strengthen my faith, God is not going to be, well, I gave you a measure. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. He's just waiting for us yeah. to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And so especially as a father, hearing that story, you just know that God says, I'm so glad you asked. I want to help that faith uh, yeah. grow stronger. Mm -hmm. Sabina and then Robert. 
uh, and the Bible says that faith comes from hearing and from hearing the Word of God. So I think it's very important also that we are going to feed our faith with the promises of God that are mm. contained in the Bible. Mm. Because even if things are not looking like you would hope for, when you look to the Word of God, you know what's His true plan, and then you can lean on that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, Robert. I wanted to just kind of piggyback on what you said, Derek. Um, that prayer, I actually prayed that prayer, not that I'm a father, but I just remember being in a very difficult moment in my life where uh, we needed to get on a flight, me and my father, and I saw two other, in other individuals who really needed to get on that flight, but there was no space on the plane. Mm. I didn't quite believe in God just yet. I was just starting to learn, and I said, Lord, I really need this, but I don't even know how to believe in you. Help me in my unbelief, God. <laughs> yeah. And he made it happen. And sometimes I wonder if God gives us a measure of faith and is just pushing us, waiting for us to activate it, mm. to start using it. And he's just waiting for that situation to happen. Mm. You prayed the prayer of Mark 9:24. Yeah. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Nancy. And I wanted to share a really practical example. So I have three sons and the youngest one, um, when he was quite young, he was a toddler. He was standing at the top of the stairs and my husband um, said to him, jump to me. And I think the first time he was a little hesitant, but then he just jumped into his arms and um, it was such a fun thing that they started to do. And the more he did it, the less he didn't have to think about it anymore. It became this automatic thing. He knew that his, my husband was going to catch him. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, my husband would have always caught him, but in my son's mind, it just became an automatic thing. So the more we trust in God, the more mm. time we spend in relationship with him, the more confident we'll be that he has us. Yeah. Amen. All right, Rodney, and then we're going to look at some stories from the biblical record. And part of this faith walk is this word patience. I think there's another translation that says endurance. Because sometimes we want whatever we're asking uh, from God. We want it now. We live in the world that everything is instant. And there are so many examples in the Bible and even in our personal lives where when we ask God for something, he doesn't necessarily all the time. Sometimes he will answer immediately, but sometimes, like a backhook, he told a backhook to wait for the deliverance. And so it is with us today. Um, we have to have that measure of patience. And of course, we don't develop that by ourselves. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with that. And I read somewhere that says, faith is confidence in God's promises, even if we cannot see them yet. And that's what God is calling us to do, to have faith in Him that way. Amen. Well, we've talked about the ideas of faith. We've talked about some of our own experiences. Let's look at some experiences that the author of Hebrews shares with us. And I would like to have, we're going to have three different people read here. I would like Rodney, if you would start us out. We're in Hebrews chapter 11. Rodney, if you would have verses 4, 5, and 7. Then Puya, if you could read verses 8 through 12. And then Samiso, if you could do verses 17 through 22. We're here in Hebrews 11, and we're going to hear about some of the stories of great men and one woman of faith. And I'm reading from the King James Version, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 4, 5, and 7. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, 
yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Thank you, Rodney. And now, Puya, if you could read verses 8 through 12. Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Thank you, Puya. And now, Samiso, if you could finish us out here, verses 17 through 22. I'm reading from the New King James Version. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on, his, on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. All right. Thank you, everyone, for reading there. Those are a lot of names. Those are a lot of stories. Sabina, what do you think about those names? What do you think about those stories here in this hall of faith, if you will? Mm. Well, I think they are all very inspiring. One thing that caught my attention is that they all have stories that are kind of hard to believe. You know, a lady that conceives a child outside of the possibility of an age, uh, people who are blessing and giving their children, in the case of Abraham giving his child to be sacrificed when God provides. So I think it's very inspiring to me, and especially inspiring that it's saying that the key ingredient to live these experiences is faith. So that's what for me is wonderful. The key ingredient to live these experiences is, is faith. faith. And that I can have it as well. And maybe I can experience something very special, you know. Exactly. This grace. isn't just a record. It's also, you could almost say, a challenge in a way. Yeah. Nicole? I would also say that it's, it's interesting that these names are chosen because 
with some of these stories, they did not see the results that God had promised them. Mm -hmm. And so they had to, they died in faith knowing that even though they might not have seen the results of what God has said, he's going to do it. And mm -hmm. so for me, it makes me realize that I may not see the results of what I've been waiting for, or hoping for, but I know and believe that God is going to, in the end, provide all he said he's going to provide. Amen. Rodney. What caught my attention about these uh, Bible characters is that they are very imperfect. <laughs> you can look at all the names. Yeah. Uh, Abraham, oh, uh, Isaac, Jake, all the names, very imperfect. But there is hope for us because if they can be in the hall of faith, so to speak, there is hope for us. They did extraordinary things, not because of themselves, but because God imparted to them all of the stories that they went through. But it is just it just reminds me that there is hope for us because they were they were actually imperfect beings as we are. But there is hope for us in Jesus. Puya. Uh, what what caught my attention here in this uh, chapter is also the idea that the journey that they took in their uh, faith is all very different. Mm -hmm. And and it's I, I find it very interesting that it, the contrast that we find between each names are like almost opposite in the, the way God called them. For example, Abel by faith he died, and Enoch by faith he lived forever. Mm -hmm. And then the next one was uh, by faith Noah, right? Because of his faith he was able to save his family. Whereas Abraham, because of his faith, he had to leave behind his family and mm -hmm. march out. And then Isaac by faith. Uh, by faith, Jacob, their lives were very different. Isaac didn't travel much, and by faith, Jacob traveled a lot. And then one of the best, I think, contrasts is between Joseph and Moses. Uh, because of his faith, Joseph became uh, like in, Joseph came up to the palace from being a slave, but Moses from uh, from the palace he went down to being a slave. Um, so the point here is that the journey that God has called them. Uh, are all very different and I think we can apply those lessons today as well where I it may not be always helpful for me to compare my journey with someone else's but accept that as what God has called me to. Amen. 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 Nancy and then I'm gonna have you read something. Okay I have to mention Sarah because it says by faith Sarah but she actually laughed when she was told that she was going to have a son in her old age. So this is an example of how your faith can grow. Amen. <laughs> and speaking of all these individuals, Nancy, if you could read for us Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 through 16, this might show us some of the characteristics that they had that describes these men and women of faith. Okay, and this is from the New American Standard Bible. All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For, these, for those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of what country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Nisha, what do you think about these verses? Yes. 
when you were asking earlier about the connection that uh, these characters had, w w one of the things, like I think six of the eight that you've also mentioned here, were called from a place of comfort, a place that they knew, and, and they were asked to go somewhere else um, for whatever mission was that God had for them. Um, and none of them looked back. Um, and, and I think it is uh, extremely powerful that um, on belief and on faith they went without knowing what it is that God was asking them to accomplish in the land they were, they were being sent to. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm. Yes. Robert, I just, you know, I'm not quite sure, but something that keeps, um, you know, just kind of nibbling in my mind as I'm reading this, I'm wondering about where was this place that they, ca they came mm -hmm. from and then now they desired this better country. Like, for example, Abel, he, he heard of the Garden of Eden. He heard those stories and coming out of that. And now he considers himself a pilgrim on the earth, but he desires a better country. He's now looking towards that heavenly home. And I wonder if all of them at some point understood there was a better place that there was a place that we should have been in, but now there's a better place that we can look forward towards. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that a little bit. You use the word pilgrim. It talks about being a pilgrim and a stranger. What does that mean to be a pilgrim and a stranger? And also, how might that apply to us today? How, how do we practically live out by faith being a pilgrim and a stranger? Sabina, what does that look like? So I see the word pilgrim as one that describes a person on a journey. So someone that maybe is, if they're traveling or maybe they consider their life as a journey, as we as Christians, we usually refer to. Um, from the Word of God, we are taught that we should be in a walk with God. And looking here into the story of these people, this walk is not supposed to be ending here in this here and forth. There is a purpose that goes beyond what we see, and that's heaven. And it sounds like faith is very united with this hope for something better and potentially a place that is better. Samiso, you have a thought about this pilgrim stranger idea? Yeah, I think the key here is a lot of these examples are people who did not attach permanence to hardship. And I think that's a key to faith. And we apply it in many of uh, aspects of our lives. For example, you're in the gym, you're working out, you're doing 10 reps, you know that you're almost done, so that keeps you going. You're in school, you know that there's an end to it, you're not going to be at it forever. And so that gives you hope that you're about to finish, it's not uh, permanent. But somehow when it comes to hardships in our life, we tend to forget that this is temporal and that we are just here passing by. This is when you, in view of eternity, this is a very temporary and a very short time. So setting our minds on things of above and understanding that hardship is really temporary and by faith, we shall receive the promise. Mm -hmm. Amen. Not just being stuck on the temporal, but recognizing the eternal. Yeah. And uh, I want us to continue in looking at another name here in the scriptures, Joshua. I would like if you could read for us here in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 through 29, because we just read a bunch of names, and now we're going to read a bunch of verses about just one name. And as Joshua reads, I want us to think, why this one name? Why so many verses? Uh, all right. Thank you, Jason. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. 
The Bible says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Wow. A lot of verses just on one name. Mm-hmm. Someone on the team, tell me why. Why all these verses on just one name? Nicole, you have a thought there? Well, you know, Moses is a very interesting character. And I think that overall we look at it as, I look at the story as, it doesn't matter where you come from. I mean, he came from the palace. He was in Pharaoh's home. It's when God calls you, are you willing to do what God wants you to do? And I think that it's important for us because Moses came from a background of much. And he stepped out and went to a little, and but God called him and said, I need you to take my people to where they need to go. And I think for us today, it doesn't matter what our past is in a sense. It matters where we're going and what our path is that we're going on. And so I'm just thankful that God doesn't care where we come from, but we give ourselves to him so we can take this to the end of the way. Amen. Sabina. I also think that Moses is very important in this context because he is the most esteemed prophet among the Jewish people. And mm-hmm. remember, that's the letter of Paul to the Hebrews. Yeah. And he's being uh, walking us through some very important things to the Hebrews that they had that steam for, you know, the sanctuary, the sacrifices. And uh, his point, his main point is to point to Jesus as being above and superior to those things in all they represent. So I think that using Moses as the example of faith to them also is to help them, encourage them that even as they go through those difficulties that they were going through, that they should have the type of faith that Moses had, but then in Jesus. That's uh, what I think that why he chose Moses as, you know, to speak more about. Amen. And Nisha, I would like if you could read for us back in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 32 through 35, because it might be possible that some of the experiences of the Hebrews might have some parallels with the uh, experiences of Moses. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward." Amen. All right. Do you see any parallels there between what Nisha just read and the story of Moses? Sabina, you're nodding your head? Yes, very much, because Moses, in his case, he participated during the time when the Hebrews, they were 
you know, captives in Egypt, which is in some way uh, experience that can be parallel to that that he's describing that the Hebrews were going through as they were, you know, following Jesus and they were finding themselves in a position that not only they would be killed, mistreated, but her things were being taken away, which is somewhat similar to what happens to a slave, right, when they are taken captive. Yeah. All right, so we see some similarities there. Nisha, you had a thought? Yeah, I, Moses, I mean, he had a very, very hard life. It, it's it, just because God called him to something did not mean that the path th that he was given was easy. Um, he struggled. He, he, in fact, he was asked to lead the children of Israel to the promised land, and he himself did not even get to enter the promised land. Mm. And so there were just so many things that, um, you know, he, he, his own people who he was supposed to lead um, reproached him. Uh, they, they, they were, it's not like they were thankful the entire way along. He lost his temper. There were moments when even his, you know, he lost his temper. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so he was a casualty of, of the things and trials that were also occurring in his life, just as the Hebrews are. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. So Moses ha was a casualty of the experiences uh, occurring in his life as well. And yet th by faith, we see he was able to gain the victory through Christ. Mm -hmm. And maybe we've all had different struggles or tribulations uh, if that's the case, I want to invite you, ask the Holy Spirit how you can have victory over these tribulations. And we want to move on here because there's one other name that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I would like to ask Robert if mm -hmm. you could read for us Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. Here's a, a fascinating name here in this hall of faith. Of course. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe but when she had received the spies with peace. The harlot Rahab. Nicole, uh, is there some context here? You, you want to help us out? Uh, harlot Rahab in the Hall of Faith? Well, you know, it goes back to what I was saying before. It doesn't matter what your past is. God is willing to work with each and every one of us. And he did that with Rahab. And, you know, if we are open and available to what God has in store for us, He can take us from a prostitute, He can take us from whatever lifestyle we've gotten accustomed to, to where He wants us to be, to, be, to, be, to glorify Him. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of, it gives me a lot of hope that someone like a Rahab would be chosen by Christ, to be, to God, to be in this chapter of faith, because it gives me hope. It gives me hope. Someone like a Rahab. Uh, someone who may not have read through all the scriptures yeah. and know the story of Rahab, Nisha, who was Rahab? Yes, so when the children of Israel were scoping out the, the, the Canaan, um, uh, she was the one who actually helped them uh, when they came in because she had heard of their God. Um, and so in faith, she decided that she was going to help them out. Uh, she uh, hid them in her home, and then they promised her in return that when the city came down that she would actually be spared. Mm -hmm. And, and then, she was? And she was also in Christ's lineage. <laughs> yes, and she enters into this hall of faith and Christ's lineage. Derek? Uh, that was the friendly version because she, <laughs> she actually lied to the people yeah. when they yes. said. Where? So, you know, it's an amazing story that God meets her where she is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, she marries this man named Salmon. We don't know anything about him. But apparently her life was so changed mm. by a relationship with the one true God mm. that Salmon said, I'm looking for a good wife. Mm -hmm. And there's a good wife named Rahab, and she ends up in the family tree of Jesus. So mm -hmm. I think what's so encouraging in this chapter, I was just thinking, you haven't even got people like Daniel there. I mean, if <laughs> anybody yeah. should mm -hmm. be there, yes. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it should be just Daniel. Leave everybody, mm -hmm. maybe Joseph, right? Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's the unlikely people that says, and you, you can be there too. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, faith is a gift. Yes. Accept that gift. 
Um, mm -hmm. Let God nurture that gift. Amen. Mm -hmm. Robert. Yes, and I think it's amazing how you start off with patriarchs. You start, and then you go into Moses, people who the Hebrews knew, and all of a sudden it's Rahab. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, we know about Rahab, but we're not, yeah, we kind of keep her there. And then it's very clever because those Hebrews living that day, as the lesson kind of points out, she was a pagan cult prostitute. And in those days, they would have seen them around. They would have known about them. And so it's almost as if the writer is saying, yeah, those guys, if they're believing by faith, they can also enter as well. Don't cast them out of your communities. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we know the history. Some of these pagan prostitutes were even involved in leading Israel into sin. And yet, mm -hmm. even from that group can come people into the lineage of God, people into salvation, into the hall of faith. Mm -hmm. Rodney, you wanted to add something here. Amazing. Just wanted to compliment Robert's thought there. Yeah. Rahab was not an Israelite mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. In fact, um, she, the, the Bible says that she heard mm -hmm. about the miracles that the God of heaven wrought for on behalf of the children of Israel. So she didn't see the Red Sea parting. She didn't see the manna falling from the sky. She didn't see the pillar of, of cloud by, by day and, and, and the pillar of you know, fire. She didn't see any of that. But this pagan lady just heard mm. about this God and believed in this God. And this is testament to all of us that and back to Nicole's point, doesn't matter who you are, this gospel is is for everybody. The gospel of Christ is for everybody. If you accept him, you will be saved. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Joshua, and then we need to move on. Sure. I think it's really important that we, we have a culture of transformation within our churches. Mm -hmm. um, when and, and not only that, but to embrace everyone, you know, I, Naturally, I think that sometimes we fall into a comfort zone when it comes to our churches and we're used to people who remind us of ourselves. However, I think that we should be intentional about seeing our local churches especially as a place of transformation and that regardless of what you're going through, that we can not only bring that person to Jesus, um, but we ourselves can be transformed whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, socially, whatever it may be, so that when people see how our lives have been transformed, that they may also be attracted to the God that we serve. Amen. Amen. Well, Sabina, we think that this, these stories of, of Rahab is fascinating, but <laughs> we also have some other verses uh, with some, wow, amazing and shocking descriptions. Mm -hmm. And I would like if you could continue reading here in Hebrews chapter 11, mm -hmm. verses 32 through 38. And as Sabina reads, I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think after you have this description? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Hebrews from uh, verses 32 to 38. And the word says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to fight, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Mm. 
others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Mm. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. Mm. They were stoned, they were sawing too, were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in, in ship skins and ghost skins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Wow. Joshua, when you read that summary statement, do you have any thoughts or feelings that come to mind? Yeah, I'd be very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this. I live a pretty good life, right? And I, I, I imagine that in these days, I think there's a, a strong contrast where today it seems, and, and maybe it was similar back then, where they strived to live this comfortable lifestyle. Uh, but instead, they were taken out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. to do all of these things that I'm sure they never imagined that they would ever have to do. And I think that God also calls us to say, hey, there are some things that I need you to do that although you may not be comfortable with it, there's a, there's a great return at the end. Mm -hmm. And that if we take that leap of faith to move towards God's purpose for our lives, amazing things can happen. And that he can also look at us as those in the hall of fame of faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. Nicole. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about this and, and my prayer is that I can praise God in the, in the midst of my tribulations mm -hmm. because I think it draws me closer to who he is. And so I want to get to a place where I'm not grumbling and, and, and frustrating because I'm in the midst of a trial, but because I'm praising God, I know he's going to bring me through because he brought all these other individuals through all of these other trials and tribulations and they still have not yet seen the promise because the promise is that we're going to have eternal life when he comes back. Mm -hmm. So that's my prayer is that I can get through these times with praise, knowing that I have a promise of heaven one day. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes. Puya, and then we need to move on. Yes, I, I, I want to affirm what Nicole just said. Uh, what jumps out for me from this text is suffering, right? Time and time again, I think the, the theme is suffering. And when you are going through suffering, that in no means uh, indicate that God is displeased with you. Mm. On the opposite side, it's actually showing that suffering allows you to grow in mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think this text helps us to understand that when we go through challenges and sufferings, those are moments where God is uh, reshaping or helping us grow stronger in our faith in Him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is this just about these guys or this race mm -hmm. of faith? This is what we're called to as well. Yes. So as we read this, this isn't just back then. This is a description of our calling. Uh, but yet, let us look at how we can actually live out our calling. Nisha, take us to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, because we're going to get to the title of our lesson here. And let us see how do we actually live out this calling of our faith. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, we also, since we have... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Mm. Thank you wow. for reading that. That tells us a little something. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think, Joshua? 
how, how do we look to Jesus, the author and finisher or perfecter of our faith? What does that look like practically? How do, how do we do that? What does that mean for you? For me personally? Yes. I've learned to, and let me elaborate, but I've learned to turn my brain off a bit and just try to live the way that God wants me to live. Like, instead of trying to make decisions for myself all of the time, I just literally say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, how do you want me to speak to this person? What do you want me to say? Uh, what action do you want me to take? And I think that that's essentially what these people did on a much greater level than what I've ever done. But I see it as just allowing Christ to take control of us and to have our faith live through him. Derek, talking about looking or fixing our eyes on Jesus, I think of what the psalmist said a thousand years earlier when he said, I have set the Lord always before me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken or I shall not be moved. Psalm 16, verse 8. Uh, so, you know, that means in the difficult time, in the time when you're being mocked because you're not as successful mm. as your colleagues, and yet, it says of those people, the world was not worthy of them. Mm -hmm. In yeah. God's eyes, they yeah. were highly honored. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think God's given us the ability, Jason, to do two things at once. I think whatever we're doing, working, exercising, even sleeping, he said, even at night, my heart instructs me. We can make a choice and say, God, I want you to be always before me. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you. Now, the verse there tells us about these weights and also the sins that uh, easily ensnare us. So what are these weights, someone here on the team? What is a weight that can uh, ensnare us or what are these sins? What is this talking about? Uh, Rodney, uh, you had a thought right there. One of the things that I think is a weight for us is trusting in ourselves, mm -hmm. thinking that we're wise mm. when we're not wise at all. Mm. Without the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are absolutely unwise. And I think sometimes we get caught up uh, in, in trusting in our own abilities. Let me give you an example, a practical one. For many of us, we have been in our vocation for many years. And so because of that, we have developed skills and expertise in what we do. And so after a while, you start to believe in yourself, like I can do this and I can do that and I can make that decision and so on and so forth. Not remembering that it was God in the first place that granted you those skills and expertise that you're exhibiting mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So on a daily basis, you still should be con consulting God for his divine um, intervention in your mind to make the appropriate decisions so that you can do well at what you do. Mm -hmm. So I believe trusting in your in yourself with and, and and taking your eyes off God could be a could be a weight that sometimes we overlook. Mm. All right, Puya, very quickly, you have a thought here. Yes, uh, for me, what jumps out from this text is the description of Jesus. Jesus is called the author and finisher of our faith. And I find so much comfort there because if Jesus is the author who started writing my story, he is going to finish it. <laughs> so no matter what, what the challenges that I may be facing, I can have complete trust and confidence that Jesus will finish my story. Amen. Amen. Yes. And it says it was for the joy set before him. Mm -hmm. Amen. What was that joy, Sabina? 
it's us. It's <laughs> us, and that's yeah. what more. It's mind blowing to me, Jason, because you know we have heaven to look forward to, and Jesus, he went through all this suffering because he was looking forward to have me and you in heaven with him. Amen. And that's for me just mind blowing. Yeah. What does that mean to you, Nisha? I, it, it just it means that he will relentlessly pursue me, regardless of uh, of where I go. And for the friends of mine who I eagerly hope will one day get to know Jesus, that he will not rest um, uh, until until he comes again. Amen. He will relentlessly pursue me. And I want to challenge you. Maybe you've had a bit of a struggle in your faith journey. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to make Jesus the author and perfecter of your faith today. Mm, thank you, Jason. You know, I was thinking of the uh, word of the Apostle Paul to, to the Christians in Philippi. He said, being confident of this, <laughs> that he who began the good work will be faithful to complete it. And that's a promise for each one of us. And uh, I think we felt humbled, haven't we, as we've read about these great men and women of faith. Uh, but, but God says, no, I want, to, I want to write you into the end of that chapter, verses 41 and following. Yes. If you'll trust Amen. fully in me. Amen. And glory will come not to us, mm -hmm. but to our great and awesome Savior. Amen. Let's pray together. Amen. Our Father in heaven, how grateful we are that you have provided all that is needed for our salvation. That Jesus, Son of God, you are the author and the perfecter or finisher of our faith. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We thank you for the promise and for the assurance that you who started the first chapter of our lives will write the closing chapters with victory uh, through the honor and glory and power of your name. Mm -hmm. And I pray for each one of us that we may rest in your saving grace today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. Accept the gift that's been given to you and then go out and be a blessing to those around you.